0: Welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! A word for today from the from Exodus 14, verse 9 to 22. You know what, I'm going to give you some one minute, less than a minute, to, turn, to take your time to turn to your Bibles, your e-Bibles, and um, I think the people with physical Bibles will probably get there first. But hey, uh, why don't you turn with me there right now and give a shout out just say yes and amen on the chat when you are there amen you know while you are flipping there i'm going to give just give you a bit of a context a bit of a background to this story basically this was when moses was leading the people out of egypt already this is at the brink that 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 that, um that point where they're going to escape egypt you know, and before that, the people of Israel were in slavery. Um, they were they were just under lots of oppression, and Moses was the one. Or uh, Moses was leading them out of it. And here we are, and we're going to pick up the story. We're going to pick up um, the, the, the this chapter from Exodus 14 verse 9. Now you guys are there already, and let, allow me to just read you uh, in Scripture this morning. Amen. So the Egyptians pursued them. All the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen, and his army, and overtook them camping by the sea beside Phi HaHirot before Baal Zaphon. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, Have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is it not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go out on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, whom I have gained honor for for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the angels of the Lord who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hands over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea, on the dry ground, and the waters a wall to them on their right hand and on their left amen amen no oh god i'll uh, be god can you bless uh, the reading of his word uh, this morning you know how many of you would agree with me uh, we're going through um, quite a challenge a challenging time i would say you know the maybe the trending word at the moment is unprecedented times isn't it? you hear this what's being thrown around uh, by politicians by the media by different ones it's unprecedented times and with this um Pandemic and with this lockdown that we're in, I'm, I, I would, I mean, it is challenging to us one way or another. You know there are times in my days here where i feel like i'm doing well on one day and i feel like some days i'm bored some days i feel like oh my god i'm going crazy with this and sometimes i feel like an emotional yo-yo and maybe this pandemic has brought about different challenges in your life maybe you're a student here and now you have to do this prospect of online exams you know maybe um maybe you had to have your exams postponed and and, and 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 maybe the the circumstances in which you have prepared your exams have now changed entirely, or maybe you are working and it feels like an endless day of Zoom calls, where work seems when on paper is supposed to be quicker but seems to be taking longer because of this countless meetings. Or maybe you are graduate, maybe because of the current situation, you have been put on furlough. Or maybe because you're looking for a job and you're graduating and it feels like man um, um, what am i gonna do after this you know and i think this pandemic has brought about different challenging times in us one way or another or maybe some of you you're just like me you'll be like god when is this going to end you know uh, i feel like i don't know how much longer i can go through this and here the children of Israel were encountered with a challenge. How many of you would agree with me that they had faced a massive challenge in front of them? It was the sea. It was not just, you know, like woodlands or it was not just, it was literally nothing that could do before them. And here you're talking about a challenge, a big challenge uh, before them. You know, the thing about this is about challenges, as I realize, is that we always want it to be over. <laughs> went in the midst of it like God, please take me out of this. God, please, I beg you, please. I can't deal with this anymore. And I'm sure that's how the children of Israel felt. You know, um, they probably felt. I can imagine if I'm them the panic that I must have felt. You know, I was so close. We we're so close to victory. We we're so close to taking. We we're so close to escaping this oppression that we've been praying for for so long. But yet now there's a big challenge in front of us. And even as I was was dwelling through this and God brought me through, uh, even in my devotion, God wants, you know, out of this season of challenge, you know, it's not, let me say this, it's not going to be the first challenge that you go through. I'm not saying a bad thing over you, it's just life, right? It's not going to be a first challenge that we go through. But God wants us to begin to even encourage me and I want to encourage you. There are things that, you know, God wants us to learn, to apply, from the word of God. You know, um, there are circumstances right now that we can't control. You know, when is the lockdown going to end? I know some of us are looking at June, mid of June, the mag- magical date of early July, where s- supposedly restaurants are going to be open, and there are a lot of things that we can't control. Or maybe right now you're going through a different challenge, not because of the pandemic, but because maybe different personal struggles. you're going through with you know we're praying for you uh but you know and and sometimes there are situations that we can't control but you know what i felt the lord told me you can't control what's going to happen but you can control your response and today we want to learn from the god we want to learn from we want to learn from god this morning you know how what response should we give you know what response should we give in the middle ground between the challenge and the breakthrough you know, what challenge can, what, what, what can we do? And it's just, I believe that even as we learn from, and I believe that all of us can take these principles and apply it. And it's just not just principles for a challenging time, but I believe that God is beginning to prove and God is beginning to help us refine us ourselves so that we can even use these principles through Good time, so to say. And today, I wanted to want to study from this scripture this morning. The first thing that I to, uh, the first thing I felt the Lord say, what can we do? What can we improve? This time tar- is the first thing is be still, and know that He is Lord. You know, can I take you again? Let's read again in Exodus fourteen, verse thirteen. You know, the children of Israel were scared, and what Moses said to them was, you know. Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, and God is saying to us this morning, stand still in the presence of God. You know, the children of Israel had no one they could look to. They could, they looked back and they saw the Egyptian army. They got, them, they got that more scared left and to the right is just the sea, The beach, the, the, the shore. In front is the sea you know there's literally no one else nowhere else they can go nowhere else they can look to but they can look the only way place they can do is look up now my question to you this morning and even to myself have we been looking up to Jesus you know have we been look or have we been looking at the media reports and facebook and instagram or different reports or have we have we been fixing our eyes on Jesus this morning? No. Why don't we go through some scripture about talking about you know different scriptures that also talks about instead being still in the presence of God? You no, know, in Psalms forty six verse ten it says, "Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth." Amen. The other scripture that came to mind is Psalm one hundred and thirty one. Verse 2, and this is taken from the NLT version, it says, But I have still quieted myself, just as a small child is quiet within its mother. Yes, like a small child is my soul within me. And even as I read this scripture, um, the, the, the the impression, the image that came to my mind was, you know how when you're a kid and you're crying, you know that crying where you can't stop crying, or maybe some of us have gone through it still, not just as a kid. You know that crying, you like, you cry and you cry, and then you, you're gasping for air. And, and your mom is like, and you know you're, Have you ever gone through that before? You know, and then your mom is trying to tell you something. Your parents are trying to tell you something, but you can't listen because you are just crying. You're just so emotional, and nothing is going through your head. You know, and I believe that why God is saying to us today to be still. And sometimes there's just so many distractions around us. You know, there's so maybe the, the, the worries that's on your mind is so preoccupying your mind that that, that, it, that the word of God can't come in. You know, maybe uh, we talk about this before. Pastor Dave has preached about this before. You know, maybe sometimes the distractions of the world and sometimes we have so many things that we need to do and God has stripped that away. And sometimes we've got so many distractions within us, so many busyness within us that sometimes the word of God cannot come in. You know. And why, and why don't you allow me to take you a little bit deeper to explore what is the meaning of be still. You know, we read just now in Farm Psalms 46, it says, Be still and know that I am God. No, the word be still in Hebrew means to, to be this, cause yourself to let go and to be weak. You know, Being still, sometimes we think of it, God, I just stand still in your presence. And we have that image of that. I don't know that man, whatever it is, that image. We're just thinking, God speak to me. No, it's it is that, but it's not just that. You know, um, God requires us to. And what and we and the, the word he um, the word he still says, cause yourself to let go, to be weak. What does it mean? Learn to surrender. Learn to pour out your heart to God. You know, I love this translation in the Passion. It says this surrender your anxiety be silent and stop and stop your striving and you will see that i am god wow you know how many of us here you know we have learned to surrender we have learned to cause ourselves to let go we have not we have learned to cause ourselves to be weak before the lord you know um you know, sometimes that that's what the meaning of being still is to to talk to God, you know. Rachel shared an amazing word last week. I should say, sometimes, yeah, we have no words to go. Sometimes, when we come before God, we have no words, and that's right, that's true. There are times in our lives where we don't have any words to say, but sometimes, you know, what I realize for me, sometimes I don't want to talk to God because I don't want to bring up the feelings that I have on the inside because I don't want to face the problems that I'm facing. I'd rather just push it, puck it away and just do stuff, you know, um, things will keep me busy. Maybe right now, even though uh, in lockdown, there's still time to be busy. There's Zoom calls, there's board games online, there's Netflix. And sometimes we, sometimes we do that as well, don't we? We just don't want to face the reality of the situation. We don't want to face our problems. We just put it aside. But what the, whole, what the word be still, it says this, cost yourself to let go, Cost yourself to be weak. You know, to surrender, stop striving. And I believe part of surrender is learning to pour out yourself to God. You know, um, how many times if we pour out ourselves to our friends, you know, we can tell person A this angle, we can tell person B this angle. Okay, don't laugh. Okay, I've been there myself. And we just want to hear affirmation or we want to hear things like, oh, it's going to be all right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But how many of us have learned to pour out ourselves to God? You know, if you read, I was reading really through, and um, Hannah, you know, she so desired a child. If you can go back and read in 1 Samuel, and she cried out too bitterly. The Bible says she cried out to the Lord. You know how how you know? And sometimes we need to cry out to the Lord so that God can fill us. You know, if we are so filled with stuff, anything I don't know, whatever challenges, uh, concerns that's on our mind, the word of God cannot come in but we need to pour out so the word of God can come in. You know, that we need something needs to go so that the word of God, so the presence of God can come in. So can I encourage you this morning, you know, when you should begin to learn to pour out again to God? You no, know, I, I just want to take you again to uh, another scripture that I felt so true. It's First Kings 9, verse 11 to 12. It says this, this is uh, talking about Elijah. And uh, Elijah had just defeated um, the prophets of Baal. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, And God here, he he picks up from this small part and he was was running away from them. And God was telling him this. He says this in verse 11 says, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in the pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind and earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, it was a still, small voice. You know, sometimes maybe there are the earthquakes and the winds and the fires in our lives, Bible says that it, it, the Lord was not with them, but the Lord was in the still, small voice. So can I encourage you? Why don't you begin to learn to pour out? You know, learn to cast your anxieties on Him. In Psalm sixty-two, it says. Pour out your heart to him, for he is your refuge. You know, I've been learning to do that myself. You know, I've realized that times throughout this, I just want to compartmentalize things. And I don't talk to—I mean, I talk to God, but I don't want to pour out the, my most painful, my most uh, my my fears. And I'm learning to do that. And even I'm learning to do that. I begin. Um, I begin to know that. I begin to understand he is God. Amen. So can I say? Be still and know that He's God. The other point is this, talking about being still and knowing He's God means pouring out to Him, means equals to time spent, right? My question to you today is, have we been allowing God? Have we been allocating time? Have we been making time for God? In this lockdown season, sometimes days can become blurred. No, we just had the bank holiday last Monday. How many of you felt like it was a bank holiday? Or some of you maybe, oh, I didn't know it was a bank holiday. <laughs> maybe, 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 right? Um, but, you know, sometimes the days can become blurred. The days can just go by. You wake up, get out of bed, go to stroll to your living room. If you bother to get dressed for work or your studies, please get dressed, okay? Uh, it helps you put your mind in, in, in work mode. But, you know, you have lunch, After lunch, you find snacks, you have dinner, you go on Zoom calls with your homies, nothing wrong with that again, right? But it feels like the days become a blur, and it feels like there is no there's just Monday becomes Wednesday, Wednesday becomes Friday, and 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 sometimes in in that loop, in that in that loop, have we found time for the Holy Spirit? Have we found time to set aside for God, or have we just allowed this lockdown to merge, and we have just put the pause button? Well, can I encourage you today? Why don't you begin to begin to learn to spend time with God? You know, myself, I'm learning. You no, know, I'm gonna try and wake up earlier so I can spend time with God. You no, know, um, it's not easy. Um, I was a morning person, but recently, not. But yeah, but you know, and I, have, I don't allow this. loop, Don't allow this, this whatever it is to. Teach, to distract us from spending time with God. And the other thing about this is this, I felt the Holy Spirit asked me, Can I love spending time with you, but do you love spending time with me? I was like, yeah, I do, God. No, no, I felt the Holy Spirit asked again, do you love spending time with me? And then, you know, and sometimes we hear, we hear sermons, I mean, now this sermon is telling you, hey, you need to spend time, you need to be still in God. But God is saying that, hey, I want you to enjoy the process as well. I want to enjoy time spent with you because you know what, friends, if you're listening in, uh, if, especially if those you are listening for the first time, God delights over you. God enjoys spending time with you. You know, In Zephaniah 3, verse 17, it says this, The Lord God is in your midst. The Mighty One will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Can I let it sink in again? The Lord or the God of the universe, the one who created everything that we have. And yet the Bible says that he rejoices over you with singing. You no, know, when I read that, I think for me it felt like a like a double-aged sword. I said, wow God, you love me so much. But if you're honest with yourself, has, it, has spending time with God become a routine? Has it become a must-do? Or are we, do we genuinely love spending time with God? You know how many of you know I have a dog, right? <laughs> Ballad. I'm not her master, Pastor Dave it's, And the thing about her, right, when I come out in the morning, uh, when I see her, she just looks at me like, yeah, whatever, right? She's no tail wagging, nothing. But the moment Pastor Dave wakes up, she just, she gets out and she jumps out and she runs to him and she licks his face and she gets all excited. Fine, fine, I forgive you. But you know, I felt like, you know, like, I'm not saying that we're dogs, but I think are we so excited to meet with God? You know, do we have the excitement that when we come, we just love spending time with Jesus? You know, God, can. and I, I just want to say this. Don't let just spending time with God be a religious duty. But the Savior, the Savior is rejoicing over you with singing. Can I speak this over your life? You know, He rejoices over you with gladness. You know, He He He, he sings over you. And can, the question is, do we love spending time with Jesus? Because He sure loves spending time with you. And I felt really like, God help me to not just do it. For the sake of it or because you know, I know I have to do it. But God, I want to just love spending time with you. you know, we're learning about worship in our home series. You know, someone said this. Um, we're talking about how worship is the only thing that will go on to heaven. And someone said this. I love it. She said, um, I don't want to be just doing it now and getting it right. And no, I don't want to be just getting it right in heaven because, you know, heaven's perfect and all that. But I want to be getting it right now. I don't want to do it just because i'm in heaven and right while i felt like yeah i'm going to be spending eternity with god i don't want to just do it enjoy it in heaven i want to enjoy it here on earth so friends can I encourage you you know love come on let's build let's begin to come before god again and love spending time with him you know um god is calling out you know but god has been calling out to you from the first book of the bible you know if you read in Genesis 3 verse 8 9 3 verse 8 to 9 it says Adam and Eve and they heard the sound of the Lord. This was after they ate fruit. And God was heard of the Lord, sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid, hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord called out to Adam and said, where are you? And God is saying to you, where are you today? You know, where are you? Come on, come back. Let's begin to learn to enjoy time Let's learn to make time, enjoy time with God. You know, sometimes so many of us, we're excited. We can't wait to get out into public. No, you know, we can't wait to eat in our favorite restaurants, have your Nandos, uh, have your roast dinner, or I don't know, whatever it is, right? You know, uh, maybe your ice cream and your gelatos. But God's question asked, spoke to me and said, Kat, before you're so excited to go out to the public, public, right? will you get the private right with me? I was like, yeah, you know, in this time of lockdown where you have a bit more time, will you learn to get the private right with me before you go out to the public? So friends, can I encourage you? Don't let, maybe we're have, we have easing out of this lockdown in a two weeks, three weeks, a month's time, but can I encourage you to maximize your time during the season and learn to be still and know that He is God. Amen. The second point is this. Even in that, in the gap between the weak, the challenge and the victory, what else can we do? I believe one powerful thing is we can learn to give thanks. You know, um, in Exodus 14, verse 16, God told Moses, But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. In verse 21, it says, and, and that's what Moses did in verse 21. And the thing about this, a rod is this, right? Moses was a shepherd and a rod or shepherd's staff, we call it. That has lots of markings and the, the markings are to, uh, for them to remind themselves of God's goodness over their life. Maybe every time... Um, God protected them and they are flocked from different wild animals or whatever it is. They mark it to remember God's provision and the rod signifies all that God has done in their lives. And if you see uh, Moses' staff, uh, if you read back through the ten plagues, God also you told him few times um, in the towards the last towards the last few plagues to say stretch out your staff. And I believe that even as God told him that, I was like, why your staff? But you know, even as Moses stretched it out. I believe that he was remembering again, and all that God has God has done for us. Think about Thanksgiving and remembering. It's this, you know, remember causes remembering stuff that God has done for us causes us to be thankful, and when we're thankful, he also causes us to remember. It's like a loop. I try, and <laughs> but anyway, you get what I mean, right? You no know, can why, why don't you continue? Why don't you continue to read about continue to go through scripture? What are the scripture else? What What the What are the, what, are the, uh, what does the word of God continue to say about this? In Philippians four verse six it says this: Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. You know, in in First Thessalonians first verse five it says. Chapter five, verse sixteen says, "Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. It, and in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of Christ of God in Christ Jesus." So, can I encourage you? Let's continue to give thanks. You know, why don't you wear your arm? Start a gratitude Bible, a book, Bible. Gratitude, not Bible. Okay, gratitude book. <laughs> you know, why don't you write? You know, can it be Monday. Can you know? There's so many things to be thankful to God for. You know, even from stuff like. I went to Sainsbury and I didn't have to queue. Hey, that's something to be thankful to God for. You know, I went to Sainsbury and I managed to get flour. Okay, for the girls, I maybe this. But you know, there's something to be thankful God, but that, that's just stuff that we learn to take stock and learn to be thankful, but there's so much more to be thankful for. You know, maybe you're on furlough, but thank God that you still have a salary. Maybe you're a furlough, but thank God you're working in a country where the government can afford to pay your salary. You know, thank God for his provision. Thank God that we have savings. Maybe in our bank account, thank God we have a roof. Oh wow! Hey, thank god today we're living in the age of internet where we even though we're locked down but there's still stuff that we can do we can thank god for his mercy the bible says praise the lord for his mercy endures forever come on guys there's so much to be thankful for and i believe that what moses was doing, even if he was lifting up the rod in front of the sea he was remembering and I believe in the remembrance he was thanking God. He was remembering the power of God, what have God done in his life. And even as we continue to give thanks, it causes us to remember. And it causes us to have faith, to move forward. It causes us to have faith to believe God for that next miracle. Amen. So why, you, why don't you learn, 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 like write down, write down stuff to be thankful for. You know, you know, sometimes when we forget to be thankful, we start complaining. We start looking at the lack instead of what we have you know so i don't encourage you to do that the third point is this i'm i'm going to um, la, la, um this is picking out from exodus 15. You know, here, the, the in the end, you know the story that God, God parted the sea and the children of Israel walked through it. Yay! And even after that, we go on to Exodus 15. And then here it talks about, And the Moses and children of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, it's a long song, go back and read it. I'm just going to pick up a couple of words here. It says, I will sing to the Lord, for He has triumphed, glorious. He has the horse and his rider, He has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and is my song, and He has become my salvation. You know, I believe that even as we are maybe finishing this lockdown, I don't know what it is, but God was saying that, what songs are you singing to me this morning? Don't sing a song because just because victory has ended. But even as we exit, or even as we finish up this period, or even as we are going through this period, What songs are we singing unto the Lord? You know, the Bible says this, he says that the Lord is my strength and my salvation and my song and he has become my salvation. You know, what song are we singing this morning? You know, we can talk about, hey, I, I can't wait to go and do this, I can't wait to do this after the lockdown. But no, don't don't just finish this lockdown period with just wishing for something or wishing or saying that, oh, I'm so glad this is done with. But I want—I felt like God saying that, hey, will you allow songs to be birthed out of you this morning? You no, know, even if it's nothing, I'm sure there's something. But at the minimum, there's the song of our salvation. You know, I love what Rachel shared last week, as she says, sometimes we forget how much it costs or how much, how much God really saved us. You no, know, and I want us to learn to begin to sing, sing. You know, what are we singing even as we go through this period? Are we singing just? The complaints and stuff are we continue learning to sing the song of victory where we say God is my strength and my song and He is my salvation. You no know, why don't you learn to do that into your learn to do that. You no know, so that's three points here. You know learn to be still learn to give thanks and learn to sing unto the Lord. And the last point is this even to wrap it up God has your back you know, he has your back. God knows what he is doing. You know, even in this period of different challenges that you're going through, and I'm sure that sometimes there are questions of God, why this? But God knows what he was doing. He is doing those. He, led, he was the one who led the people, the tribe of Israel, by the sea. And if you read, I love what he says this in verse 19 he says the angel of the god who went before the camp of israel moved and went behind them and the pillar of god went from before them and also stood behind them no god is with you you know god is with you no learn to learn to like can i just reassure you again god is with you you know, um, maybe it feels like, God, I don't know what's happening, but God is still working. You know, because the Bible says the great sea wasn't parted in two seconds. I used to think it was parted just like that, you know, because God can do it. But the Bible says that Moses was there all night. And even though it might feel like, oh, God, I don't know what's happening. Are you there, God? But can I say he is still working? No, maybe we can't see it but he is still working he is working all night the bible says he's the god who never sleeps and he's always working on our behalf so can i church can i take courage can you take courage from the word of god this morning you know why don't you should learn in that gap in that in that in that, that 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 gap as so to say between the breakthrough the the challenge and the breakthrough why don't we learn again what is it like to be still in the presence of god Why don't you learn to learn to give thanks even more? You know, why don't we learn to sing a new song of victory unto Him? And I believe that all these are not just, again, as I mentioned in my earlier part of my sermon, it's not just, um, it's not just some, it's not something for a challenge, but even as we do that, let's learn to take this, what we're going to learn from this period and learn to apply it post-lockdown, post-whatever you call it. You know, so much to, And learn to that even as we do that, you know, that the Bible says, even as we're still before the Lord, He'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. And that's our prayer, you know, that through this, God will be exalted. You know, through this, many more will come to know the Lord. So God, church, can I encourage you this? Why don't we just march through this? and learn and do what and and begin to apply the word of god in our lives amen no we just allow me to pray this morning amen thank you lord amen thank you lord father we thank you again lord for your word we thank you again that your word is alive God, we want to pray, God, Lord, that God, we thank you and we pray and we know, we thank you that you are a God who loves us so much, oh God, that you are a God who rejoices over us with singing and you just shower us with your love and God, we want to come back, God, together today to you and say, God, we love you, help us to learn to spend time with you and God, we want to enjoy it, we just don't want to do it because we think we have to, but we want to enjoy doing it. God, we want to learn to give thanks even more. And God, we want to learn to sing a new song of victory. We want to sing a song of victory unto you today. So, God, we thank you again. We commit ourselves unto you. I pray you continue to mold us, even in this private time before we go out to the public. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.